No military solution. Those are the words of NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg, who's calling for a ceasefire between Christians and Muslims in the South Caucasus. Well, fighting between Armenia and Azerbaijan is escalating. The death toll is rising over a disputed region known as Nagorno-Karabakh. It's the worst fighting there since the Soviet Union collapsed in the 1990s, when both countries claimed ownership of that territory. Now there's greater urgency to stop the renewed war as Syrian and Turkish mercenaries enter the fray. Well, here with more is Family Research Council senior fellow Layla Gilbert. Ms. Gilbert is also a fellow at the Hudson Institute. Layla, it's good to have you with us. So these two former Soviet states, one Christian, the other Muslim, are at it again. What's happening and why now? Well, it seems to be a chronic situation that has flared up again for various reasons, but it is definitely a religious uh, conflict. And one of the things that's very hard to find in the regular media is that that's the reason. It's usually referred to as ethnic or territorial, but it is clearly a religious. And at this point, Turkey has jumped in with mercenaries, actually jihadis, and this is making it all the more volatile. Yes, Erdogan is, uh, seems to be siding, of course, by no surprise to anyone, with uh, Azerbaijan. Why, uh, why is that, and, and what is he up to? Well, he has an agenda of his own, and he seems to be invading several places at the same time with mercenaries and his own troops. And, you know, he's been uh, sending a lot of the same kind of mercenaries into Libya. And now we have him doing the same thing here. Um, his agenda is a neo-Ottoman empire, as far as anyone can tell, with him as the caliph. But he's encroaching on so many different countries right now. It's really rather astonishing. And perhaps his NATO membership gives him some kind of license to get away with this. It's very hard to understand it. Now, now, most Americans right now are concerned about COVID-19, jobs, school, also the debates that are coming up, uh, the election as well. Why should they care about a decades-old dispute between countries that many of us couldn't even locate on a map? I might not care myself, but I actually visited Nagorno-Karabakh in, in the early 2000s, and I talked to some of the people there. They're Christian people. They're small families. They're a beautiful community, and I talked to the archbishop about how God had protected them in the last uh, dispute that took place. It was a war in the early 90s, and I was so moved by the people there, and I think perhaps the reason I care so much is because I know they're my brothers and sisters, and I know they've been through this before, many disabilities, many injuries. 30,000 people died in the last conflict, so I care about them because I love them as brothers and sisters, but it's also a completely unjust invasion, and these people have lived in peace. They are not troublemakers, and it's it's very assertive on the part of the jihadis and also just on political movements and various other motives that come into the picture. Well, back to Turkey, I must remind our viewers that in 1915, the Turks committed genocide against the Armenian people. So I'm sure Armenia is extremely concerned about those Turkish and Syrian mercenaries getting involved and, of course, President Erdogan's potential role in the conflict. Tell us more about that. 
Well, that's absolutely right. In fact, I was speaking to someone in Armenia just a couple of days ago, and he said the Armenians see this as a continuation of that jihad, which, by the way, was referred to as a jihad even back in the early days, in the early 1900s. So this is nothing new, and it is a dangerous and terrifying situation for the little community there in Nagorno-Karabakh in Stepanakert, the capital, because it's so small. and. The protection is necessary, and the world, as you implied, you know, most people have other things on their mind. But this is in a continuation of a jihad that's gone on for now more than a century. Well, we've seen protests in support of the Armenians in places like Athens, Greece, also in Los Angeles. The Germans have been involved. I think uh, President Macron of France has also called for a ceasefire. So. Even if we end up with a ceasefire, how do we stop the bloodshed in the long term? What's the solution for Nagorno-Karabakh? I wish I knew the answer to that. I, I think the solution would be leaving the people alone or else making it possible for them to be integrated into Armenia proper, which is they're very close, I think 30 miles away, but they're an enclave. And this is part of the problem is that they are disputed. So I think the dispute about the land needs to be resolved, and it certainly needs to be resolved by integrating that Christian-Armenian community into Armenia, if, if there's any settlement at all. Okay, Layla Gilbert of the Family Research Council and the Hudson Institute, thank you for your insights today. Thank you so much.